Welcome to part two of my chat with financial coaches, Rebecca and Dylan from the Rad Money Podcast. If you haven't had a chance to listen to episode 21, part one, hit the pause button and go listen. You don't want to miss it. We talked about the benefits of combining your finances in your marriage, the difference between budgeting and cash flow, and where to start. Whether you're paying off those credit cards, still getting those student loan bills, or saving for something big, or even something little, you can't be successful without a budget. Financial peace is a real thing, and the way you get that is through healthy spending habits. Knowing how much money you're bringing in and how much money is going out, and when you see you have bad habits, making adjustments on how you do things and every day making the decision to be better and to do better than you did yesterday. Those baby steps that I keep talking about. In today's episode, we're chatting about how to talk to your spouse about money, how to get them on board with budgeting, and where most people make their biggest budgeting mistakes. Are you feeling overwhelmed trying to juggle all the many hats you wear as a working mom? Do you want more quality time with your family without distraction of work and time alone to take care of yourself and your needs? Welcome to Mom Wife Career Life. I'm Carrie, a wife, mom of three, and a recovering perfectionist. In this podcast, I will teach you how to create balance in your life by implementing healthy habits, organizing your home and your schedule, being intentional with your time and in your relationships, and most importantly, how to start putting your needs first because no one can pour from an empty cup. Grab that second cup of coffee, or if you're anything like me, your third, it's time to dive into today's episode of Mom Wife Career Life. Today, we're continuing our conversation with Rebecca and Dylan, financial coaches from the Rad Money Podcast. I'm all about keeping everything as simple as possible and bringing my listeners tips that make their life easier. So how do you get your spouse on board? If you're the one that wants to start saving, you're the one that wants to start budgeting, and your spouse just is not about it. I would say ask them if they're interested in learning more about the finances. Okay. Yeah, it's about meeting them where they're at and not making it about what you want necessarily, but trying to find the common ground and start the conversation in a way that isn't, you know, we need to talk about money. Don't just talk about things when it's negative or something's going bad. That's going to reinforce any other, you know, negative biases that they have and honestly just make it even harder. So really encourage you to start the conversations, have the conversations when things are going just fine, but focus on what they want and what you can build together. So look towards what you actually want to accomplish, not just the problems that are going wrong or what's not going the way that you want it to. And usually that helps really pull people into the conversation and get them excited about saying, okay, well, yeah, how do we make that happen? And and then you can really go from there. Yeah. And it's about the invitation. Don't spring it on your spouse. Like, we're going to talk about money right now. <laughs> like, hey, I would love to talk about money. When would that be good for you? Mm-hmm. You and- can also just share one of our podcasts or this podcast, <laughs> share this episode with them, yeah. you know, and say, like, I found this really interesting. And that can be such a easy way to start the conversation and get that going. I really like that. It's like a nice little icebreaker. It's like, hey, listen to this podcast and try to start a conversation organically from there and even listen to it together and then make the suggestion to try it out. Even if you have the separate finances, start with creating a budget and see how much your expenses are and where you're spending your money. Yep. Exactly. (laughs) So you get your spouse on board, you create the budget, 
How often should you be looking at your budget? How often should you be touching it? So it depends on really where you're at. If you are at this point where you're really just getting started and you're learning to budget, you're just getting used to it, and you need to do both of those sides, like Dylan's saying, it needs to be the planning and the tracking. Then the best thing to do is really to look at it at least once a week. And more than that can start to be a little unhealthy. And might want to start to say, well, what's really going on here? Do we have an anxious attachment to money? Are we in a crisis mode? That sort of thing. But a week is a really good place to start. And then making sure that, like we're saying, just that you are actually doing the tracking and making any adjustments as you go along. That's what I think another piece that people miss a lot is that your budget is a living document. So as the month goes along, you can make changes as necessary. And I've mentioned this on my show before about having informal weekly meetings with your partner to plan your week, meal plan, align on what's going on with the kids' schedules. You can have your budget talked during that time or set up a separate time to go over it and add it to your weekly routine. Or if you need to start smaller, your monthly routine, depending on what your financial goals are. So now on one of your podcasts, because I am an avid listener, you talk about budgeting being just for a season of life. And that totally resonated with me because while we were trying to get out of that student loan debt, we were meticulous about budgeting and learning where our money was going, our spending habits, and cutting costs wherever we could down to uh, I had a coupon binder for our groceries and I would actually buy coupons off of eBay, which I know is extreme, but I did this until one day I was food shopping and someone actually stole the binder out of my shopping cart. And instead of getting angry, I just said, you know what, God, I, I hope that person needed it more than I do. But we were in a season of having a lot of debt. And I talk about being in a season a lot in my show. And I hope that my listeners really get that, that wherever or whatever you are struggling with right now, you will get through it with the right healthy habits in place and budgeting is a healthy habit. So talk to me about budgeting being just for a season. Yeah, absolutely. I think with the budget, it, it, it really helps you understand your habits and behaviors with money. Like you said, at first you, you were very meticulous with it, but I bet you got to the point where you, you knew when you went to the grocery store throughout the month that you were going to spend so much money there. And you knew yourself so well that you could almost predict how much you were spending each and every month. And so when you get to that point, that's when you don't need to be looking at your budget every week. You can start to dial that back to maybe creating the budget at the beginning of the month and checking in halfway and then checking at the end of the month again. So you can really start to dial it back as you start to become so consistent that it's predictable. Exactly. It's all about that money mindfulness, getting to know yourself, getting to know your habits. And then once you feel like things are going really well, you can really back off. But you do want to get to at least that point where you're consistently able to reach your financial goals and do what you want to do with your money before you start to taper off on how often you're checking in with your budget and tracking those expenses. Where do you find that most of your clients are making the biggest mistakes with their budget and where do they go wrong? Well, I'd say when people first get started, it's that they aren't actually getting the detail right. They're really like glossing over some important details with their budget, like how much they're actually spending going out, for example. It seems to be a spot where people end up surprising themselves and they realize, I thought I wasn't eating out as much as I am. Yeah, I think they just they they think that they know what they're doing with their money and they think that, you know, oh, I'm, I'm doing the mental math. And like, I know, you know, what's going on. And then there's some surprises along the way. 
But I do think that it's almost similar to what we're saying earlier about the biggest places where couples kind of kind of disagree and and struggle. And that's being able to set priorities and being able to say, this is the one thing that I'm really going to focus on right now. We talk a lot about folks to they try to do everything all at once, but they're asking too much of their money. And when they dilute their efforts, they dilute their results. And so a lot of people will say, well, I want to save for this and I want to pay off this and I want to invest more and I want to do this, you know, all at the same time. And it's just not realistic. And you end up kind of setting yourself up to let yourself down. I was I was laughing at one point when you said that people don't realize how much they're spending because what I do at the end of the year, and I really should do this monthly, is I pull an Excel file of my credit card statements so that way I can kind of filter and see what I'm spending my, my money on. The amount of money I spend on Amazon was embarrassingly high. We have an episode about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so where do you find most people are wasting their money besides Amazon? It's eating out. It's it always like food is such a big place where folks are struggling and it makes a lot of sense. I mean, right. Like you talk a lot about on Mom, Wife, Career Life that, you know, meal planning and how to make all of that work when you're so busy is a really big challenge. And so we see that in people's budgets. So what ends up happening is they'll buy all the groceries and they'll have the best intentions. And then they're just so swamped that they end up eating out anyways. And so then all that food ends up going to waste. And so it's just it's money straight into the trash, pretty much. So people really getting to understand how they can make sustainable change that will actually work for their lifestyle. That's really a big place where people can actually have some control over what's happening with their money and they can find some wiggle room in their budget once they they start to get a handle on those eating habits. Yeah. And I would say it's amazing if you eat out a lot, something like HelloFresh or Blue Apron has saved our clients a lot of money. And and they've actually been able to put more money into investments and savings or pay off more debt just by swapping to a service like that. They get the convenience, but they're cooking at home and they save money. Actually, Yeah, but it's still cheaper. So it's like a nice little middle ground where if clients feel like they're eating out way more than they want to, but they don't really have the energy to meal plan, et cetera, can be a really sweet little spot to actually save money. But people think it's too expensive, but it's real, It's pretty good. That, you know, it, it's crazy that you say that because you get the mailers and it's like, oh, this discount on it. And I'm like, that's too expensive. But yet I don't blink going out to bring a family of five out to dinner and dropping $100 when you can easily get a cheaper meal. That's great advice. Which brings me to another question. If you can give one piece of financial advice to your listeners, what would it be? Just don't wait to get started. When it comes to your finances, it can feel like it's so overwhelming or it's just, you know, something that you can get to later and ends up kind of kicking that can down the road. But really, just the sooner that you do start, the easier it actually is, because the longer you wait, then the more catch up you you have to do. You no longer have things like compound interest on your side. You've probably spent a lot more money on interest of your debts versus, you know, putting that towards your investments, et cetera. So when you have time on your side, that is the time to act. And there's nothing you can do about the past. But if you can start now, that's absolutely what you should do. Well, and in the same vein, too, you know, if you're in a relationship, start talking about money. I mean, one of the most important things for a relationship and finances is just being able to talk about the subject. It seems so simple. 
and so obvious, but so many people avoid that topic because it's awkward, it's tense, it might lead to an argument. And so there's a lot of assumptions about what people are doing in a relationship with money. And when you start to talk about it, you create that transparency that we talked about earlier. And that just helps build so much trust in the relationship and with money. And that's so important. And just talking. Like I can't overemphasize how simple it sounds, but how important it is. And you know it's important because Dylan doesn't really love to talk. Like it's funny that we have a <laughs> podcast because it is, he's not a, a, a big communicator. You know? <laughs> no, nope, not at all. Actually, I don't talk after an episode for a full day. Just, <laughs> full day. just to catch up on my silence. <laughs> Goes into full monk mode. But, but yes, have the conversations and have them sooner than later because really you can't afford to wait. I love that full monk mode, but that's great advice. And I say that with a lot of topics, with meal planning, with any sort of healthy habit that you're trying to implement, with getting self-care time in. It all starts with the communication with your partner and with your entire family. It's getting everyone on board and explaining the why and the importance of why you are doing what you're doing. And then it's taking the baby steps and having patience with the entire process. You might not get it right the first time. You might plan to only order in once a week, but then life happens and you order in twice a week, three times in one week. You don't beat yourself up or give up just because you failed once or twice. Just make the right next step. Jump back on and try to do better the next week. And maybe you don't eat out or order in the next week to offset it. Just don't give up. Something is better than nothing action over perfection. So this has been amazing. I love this conversation. Why don't you tell the listeners where they can learn more about Rad Money and Rad Coaches? Yeah, so we are Rad Coaches. Our podcast is called Rad Money, and it's the finance podcast for married millennial couples and beyond. We put out two episodes a week, and coming soon, we have a live event that we'd love to invite your listeners to. It's on September 26th. And it's a free online event where we're going to be uh, helping attendees build trust with their spouses. And so we're calling it the Financial Foundation Trust Building Workshop. And it's going to be a great time. And we're really looking forward to it. So we'd love to see some of your listeners there. Thank you so much for that invite. And to my listeners, if any part of this episode resonated with you, share it with your spouse. Get that conversation going, especially if you have the separate finances and you want to be able to build that trust and plan your finances together. Take advantage of that free workshop. Rebecca and Dylan, thank you so much for joining us. This is such an important topic in building healthy financial habits and getting balance in your life. So thank you. Thank you for thank having you. us, Gary. It was great. I hope you enjoyed my chat with Rebecca and Dylan. If you are at all struggling financially or just want to have financial peace, take that first step in talking to your spouse. Marriage is a partnership, and you want it to be a strong and lasting partnership. You can open up that door to that conversation just by sharing this podcast with them and tell them about the free workshop on September 26th. You have nothing to lose joining and only financial peace to gain. And with budgeting, while it is great to have your spouse on board at the get-go, you can start without them. And when the time is right, start the conversation and show them what you've liked until next time on Mom Wife Career Life with Carrie Pat. Before you go, if you found this podcast helpful, I would be so grateful if you would take a minute, go on over to iTunes and leave me a review. If you have other stressed out mamas in your life that you feel this podcast could help, Take a screenshot of this episode, post it in your Instagram stories and tag me and let them know they are not alone and they can create balance in their life too. 
If there is a topic you would like me to cover or you just want to connect, DM me on Instagram at mom.wife.career.life or join our new Facebook community. Sending you love and light until next time on the Mom Wife Career Life podcast with Carrie Pat.